0: Listening to Ranking Tracks, part of CKCC Radio, and now your host, Jeff Trelawitz. And welcome back to Ranking Tracks here on CKCC Radio. As always, my name is Jeff. I am your host, and I am glad to be joined once again by the Commissioner of CKCC Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Join me in welcoming back Chris O'Mealy
1: always a pleasure to be here on ranking tracks always a pleasure to be here on any show that you do jeff uh, thanks for having me we're gonna have a bit of fun tonight talk about a band that i'm a huge fan
0: of yeah i was late to the to the uh to the group but i'm glad that i did this is episode 56 i wanted to keep the trend going with some female artists so the for the first time ever we got back to back female artists Last time I talked about the Supremes. This time we're going to talk about Hailstorm. Yes,
1: Lizzie Hale, uh, Pennsylvania
0: girl, by the way. And I'm going to tag her when, I, when this goes out, and maybe she will listen to us gush about how much we love Hailstorm. I, 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 I do that all the time, and I have not gotten a single reaction from the artist, but it's bound to happen one of these days.
1: Honestly, if there was going to be somebody in the music industry that would actually hear this and react to it, I would believe it would be her, just because I know how much of a social media presence she has, how much she likes interacting with her fans, so that would not surprise me at all. One of my favorite things I used to hear from Lizzie Hale was on the local rock station in my area here in Pennsylvania, the x they're pretty much the only like real hard rock station in central pennsylvania but she would do this little segment where she would uh i don't know if it was associated with like the people who owned all the stations or if it was just for this station it sounds like it was probably like a global thing but she would come on and basically just give helpful advice to people like she'd read letters from fans people asking for help and everything and she would just give these really nice little motivational speeches help people going here and i've always really admired that about lizzie hale i think she's a good humanitarian she's uh she's an awesome singer she seems like a good person i know she, a lot of it was her following her her father because i know her father was a stage performer so yeah it's been really cool to uh <clears throat> discover hailstorm and kind of follow her career as well i i don't know if i could come up with a exact moment when I discovered Hailstorm, I'm pretty sure I was relatively late to the game as well, if you actually look at their discography and uh, when everything came out their self-titled album Hailstorm, which we'll not be talking about today I'm just throwing this out there, but that came out in 2009 and I definitely did not know that they existed then Uh, the album we are going to talk about came out in 2012, and I'd say that's about closer to the time I started no- I started noticing them, because I want to say 2013, 2014-ish is when I first heard of Hailstorm, and first heard them, and started actually listening to them actively, so...
0: I would say I probably learned of them through Spotify, because by the time, like, I went through some emotional stuff and started listening to more than just classic rock, listening to Shine Down, listening to Theory of a Dead Man. Hailstorm would always be recommended. And I'm pretty sure the first song I ever heard is actually off the album we're going to talk about. And then all, pretty much almost all my favorite songs from them are on this album. Yeah, like...
1: I, I'm, I'm not sure because I'd have to look at their whole discography, but I know that at least my personal ranking on this album, the top five songs are among my favorite Hailstorm songs, and I'm not sure if, uh, if they do have anything else that would actually breach that, because I do like, I'm looking at their list of singles here, um, I do like Apocalyptic, I do like Amen, I Am The Fire, Mayhem, those are all songs I really do enjoy. Uh, familiar taste of poison. Uh, I like. I do like. I get off, and it's not you, wh- which of course came off the first album. In case you f- people out there haven't figured out which album we're talking about, I think I just narrowed it down by mentioning what we're not talking about. <clears throat> and they've got. She's got some great new stuff too. Yeah. But yeah, I think. Uh, I-, I think pretty much what you were saying, as far as where where the best songs came off. I mean, they. They only have three records that went gold, but two of them came off of this album. And one of them actually went platinum. Yeah. Which we'll talk about, so.
0: Alright, so let's go ahead and check what Wikipedia has to say about The Strange Case Of. It was recorded throughout 2011 without any specific dates with a release date of April 10th, 2012. It was recorded in the base seven studios and I only... and. Sparky Dark Studio, and I only include that just because I want to say the word Calabasas, California. It's got three genres, hard rock, heavy metal, and alternative metal. There are 12 tracks with a total of 40 minutes and 56 seconds, and five singles came off this album.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm looking at their next album, Into the Wildlife, and the singles that came off of that were... Amen and mayhem and I am the fire and I remember those being new hailstorm songs, so I had to have been listening to them sometime between 2012 and
0: 2015. Like I didn't get into them and like as far as actually knowing them until like the first album I remember them releasing was uh, Vicious, which was 2018. So okay. it was about like it was previous to that that I was listening to them, but as far as like when that was released, it was the first album that they released after I started following them.
1: Gotcha. And by the way, here's, here's the thing, like it, it's, cause I say this every single opportunity that I get, cause nothing drives me more nuts than arrogance, especially in the music industry. It doesn't matter how late to the party you are on a band. It doesn't matter if tomorrow somebody's discovering queen for the very first time. Yep. And they're just like, Oh my God, I, I love Freddie Mercury. That excites me because now I have
0: somebody to talk to somebody else I can talk to Queen about yep so I, I, I don't I don't like that arrogance
1: of, I can't believe you're just discovering this now or I can't believe blah 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 like just shut up with that and
0: and that's kind of why I money. like doing like some of the smaller artists on this podcast like when I did Ben Rector or Butch Walker they're not necessarily household names but I enjoy them. So if I'm talking about it and it gets one or two more people to listen to them, that's a win. Yeah, Ben Rector damn near killed her. <laughs> that's uh,
1: not as bad as the joke I could have made, so.
0: Now I'm curious what joke you could have made.
1: <laughs> it involves something that sounds like Rector. Perhaps rectum.
0: Ding, ding, ding. All right. Yeah, uh, I'm very mature clearly so am I. All right, so let's go ahead and get started for my 12th song and again, this is an important thing to remember especially with this album and I hate this term, but I'm going to use it anyway. You all know what you know what's coming. Called it. Two words. All bangers. All bangers. Not a single bad song, not a like, not one of those songs where you're like, okay, halfway through the song, okay, I get the gist, skip. Now, earlier
1: today, to prepare for the album, I actually listened to the, enti- the entire album from start to finish. Well, I have the deluxe edition, so I listened to the first 12 tracks, start to finish, but... Yeah, every, every single song is good. There, there are no bad songs on this album. There are only two songs I would categorize as okay. Yep. Then I would categorize an additional... God, I, I hate doing math in my head. I, five as pretty damn good, yep. and then five as oh, I, top tier, I, yep. incredible. Yep. And that's that's rare for an album. And I, I think I said this when we uh, did Hybrid Theory, and I said that I, I thought every song on that album was great, even the one where Chester just plays with his toys,
2: <laughs> which is could, uh, quote to Dan
1: Peck for that for that one, by the way, because he came up with that, and I I think that's the funniest line. But yeah, I love... All these songs are just really good. They're well done. They're well performed. They showcase a lot of Hailstorm's vocal talents. And not a lot of bands have this much depth to them. Most of my favorite bands do have this much depth. Disturbed, Shine Down, Linkin Park, where they can put on something really hard and heavy and make you rock out and then put on something softer with a more emotional uptone to it. Like...
2: I I love bands with that much range. Yep. And Hailstorm's a very rare example of that. Um, Same thing with
1: something like Evanescence. And that's another thing. Lizzie Hale and Amy Lee are friends and they've performed together several times.
0: In fact, they're on tour together right now, I believe.
1: Yes, they are. It's a no-pants tour, if I ever saw them.
0: (laughs) Alright, so for me, track number 12 is American Boys.
1: Yeah, I'm probably going to co-sign with
0: Again, not a bad song, but when you look at the rest of the album and how great it is, and to co sign what you said about Lizzie's vocals, it also says a lot about the backing band as well. That they can do the hard rock, rah, 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 and then do, you know, the softer side as well. Yeah, because, like,. You listen to an artist
1: like David Draymond belt out the sound of silence, you're like, that's the most incredible thing I've ever heard. That's the guy that did Down with the Sickness.
0: Yeah. And it's it's not You you don't believe that it's the same. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and she's really good at that too. But yeah, like you said, a lot of credit to the band here because they have it's all about the range and Yeah, American Boys is just it's it's a song on the album. Yep. That's pretty much the best way I can describe it. Yeah. Nothing nothing inherently wrong with it, but when I listen to it
2: I was just like this is okay.
0: Yeah. I'd listen to it again. I'm not going to if
2: it comes on a shuffle, I'm not going to skip it,
0: yep. but I'm
1: not I'm not actively going and seeking it if I'm in a Hail Storm mood. It's
0: yeah, there there's, be one of my there's 10, 15, 20, 30 other songs that you're like, "No, I want I need this yeah, well, right yeah. now as opposed to American Boys." Yeah. By the way, um, we're not going to talk about this, but the
1: uh, reanimate the, the covers that they do the reanimate the, there's a Japanese edition of the CD contains these bonus tracks and her cover of Hunger Strike by Temple of the Dog is amazing and the fact that she can cover
0: Chris Cornell yep and do that good of a job with it is I mean really s- since we brought since you brought it up and you know I'm all about riffing and ranting obviously on my uh, last paranormal one so let's go ahead and just talk briefly about the five covers on that. Because there's a Skid Row cover. There's
1: yeah.
0: A, there's a Lady Gaga cover. Which is fantastic, by the way. The previously mentioned Temple of the Dog. temple, And then there's a Heart cover.
1: And I give her a lot of credit for tackling a Heart song, too.
0: Because yeah, because covering uh, Nan and Nancy Wilson is not an easy job. No, but she does a great job with it. And then going where where else can I go from here? Oh yeah, let's do the Beatles. Yeah, really.
1: <laughs> let's cover one of one of the greatest bands to ever exist in the history of music. And I'm saying that as somebody who's actually not that big of
0: a Beatles fan, but I, I recognize truth when yeah. it's true. And they are
1: top tier all time musical act.
0: You can appreciate them without being a fan. All right. Next up, yeah, one hundred percent agree. Is going to be for me. It's number eleven. It's track number nine. Daughters of Darkness.
1: Very interesting song. Um, hadn't heard a lot of this, so I really started kind of studying the album a little bit more in preparation for this. Uh, it's an interesting choice because what they kind of do on the album here is they have a bunch of their singles in the
2: front and then they kind of slow it down yep. for like five tracks. Yep.
1: And I think Daughters of Darkness just kind of has an unfortunate placement here because of the slower songs that you're not that familiar with, it's the weakest of them all.
0: Yeah. And I like, like, she's got a better Daughter song. Dear Daughter is a much better m- musically than Daughters of Darkness. And again, not a bad song, but there are ten songs better. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Something
1: has to be the worst by default even when all twelve things are good. So, that's where it basically comes down to.
0: Alright, this is where you're not going to like this one. I can already tell you that. (laughs) Love Bites, so do I.
1: Yeah, I would wholeheartedly disagree with you on that one because that's actually in my top three.
0: And I knew exactly. it would be. Like I said, I, there, there are ones I think we can guarantee we're going to be close on. But as I And it's track one, so I'm watching it just drop down my ranking going, oh, Chris is not going to like this because I just had a feeling that you... <laughs> That's okay. You and I do not have to agree on anything. I just think it's funny that
1: the other song, other than American Boys, that I thought was just okay, you haven't even mentioned
0: yet. I uh, have we'll I them. have a feeling it's probably next.
1: Okay, well, let's see, but... Um, Alright, so say your piece on Love Bites, and then I'll say
0: mine. I, part of me, and this is going to come off really shitty, and I apologize, I hear Love Bites, and my mind automatically goes, Def Leopard." Okay. Alright, so, that's fair. And again, like we said, it's not like I was like, oh, this song is terrible, skip, don't want... I just, musically, it's not more in my wheelhouse. I actually find it interesting that the band took influence from Lamb of God to write this song. And this is a heavier song on their album, but I don't think it's Lamb of God heavy. No, no. (laughs) It's definitely not that. I mean, yes, it is one of the heavier songs on the album. When you actually look at it, because it's pretty much fifty-fifty, as far as heavy and ballad
1: Yeah, six and six. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. With looking at the tracks in front of me, yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. I think it is about six and six. So the reason why I have Love Bites so high on my list personally is this is one of the songs that got me into the band. And I think when you hear a song like that, even if not the case for me personally, but I'm just saying like in your shoes, the song got me into the band. So even if a bunch of better stuff came along, it would still hold that
0: place in my heart a little bit because it's the song that made me discover them. And it's it's funny you should say that because the song that made me discover them is in my top three as well. There you go. And it is a kind of a heavier out of... It would be more on the sixth, on the heavy side than the light side, but we'll get to that when we do. This is also the first single release off of it with a release date of January 24th, 2012. Now, I've actually heard, well, heard, I should say read,
1: but I've read several articles about, like, Hailstorm's best songs that have actually put this song at number one, and that actually surprised me a little bit because I was like, really? They, they considered Love Bites to be the best I'm like, but what what is it about that song that makes them feel that way? And a lot of the descriptions that I read, it's very similar to where I came from, too. It was the first major hit that they had that got a lot of people to discover them. They thought it really showcased the band's range really well, because it does have a fast-paced, heavy hit to it, but Lizzie also sings. I said, okay, okay, that's pretty good. I I can co-sign with that. Objectively, do I think it's their best song? No. <clears throat> Is it in my personal top three? Yes.
0: And for and those that are not three, familiar, I don't know. yeah, for those not familiar with the song, and I, normally I do this for every song, but I knew I would if I did lyrics for every song and the discussion. This would be a two-hour, three-hour podcast. Yeah, but, I talk a lot. Sorry. Oh no, I, I appreciate the conversation as opposed to just the sound of my own voice but the lyrics for love bites so do I don't listen to what your girlfriend says she reads those magazines that say you failed the test you don't have what she needs I slither like a viper and get you by the neck I know a thousand ways to help you forget her that bitch can eat her heart out love bites so do I so I can understand like just the attitude of that first verse is Lizzie Hale So, I can, again, while it's not mine, I can understand those people saying it's their best song. She's the type of girl
1: who knows what she wants and can do it better than what she already got. And that's what she's going for here. That's a lot of her theming. Yeah. Uh, This actually brings up a good point because I'm not going to go on a rant with this, but I am going to bring something up here.
0: So... I have a long-term friend. This is actually somebody that you know. I'm not going to say his name <laughs> on the show. I know where You're this is going. You know who I'm talking about. Well,
1: his big thing—he he hates this band. For, actually, kind of passionately hates this band. And I, now, I don't have an issue with anybody hating something that I that I love. Even a band like Hailstorm. You can come up to me flat out and be like, "I think Weird Al Yankovic is garbage." I'm not going to get upset with.
0: You'll get slapped for it, inside. though.
1: I might cry a little inside, but ultimately, everyone's opinion is their own, and they're allowed to like and dislike what they, whatever they want. The issue I've always had, though, is that this person has a habit of bringing this up every single time I mention this band.
2: <laughs> I post something
1: from them. There's the comment from him. I mentioned wanting to go see them in comment, concert. There's the comment from him. I mention them in a group. There's a comment from it, and I'm like,
0: why "We do you get keep- it."
1: Yeah, it, it's it's to the point now where it's like, why do you keep on bringing this up? Like, I know a couple of bands that he's into that I don't care for, and I've seen him post about them, and I've never mentioned that I don't like them, and I don't understand why you like why it has to keep coming up here. Like, okay, a, a band that I'm really not a fan of is Greta Van Fleet. I really do not like that band. And I see people post about them all the time, but I'm not going on rants about how much I don't like them. I just don't like them. People like them, that's great.
0: Do so you, so what you're you saying is it's possible to see something online and not comment if you don't agree with it? Yeah, that's
1: shocking, I know. It's like it's like a, a whole revelation here.
0: What, 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 what? <laughs> I know. But one day I came in and I just said,
1: okay, you don't like them, that's fine, but what is it about them that you don't like? Cause I want to know, is it, is it something about the music? Is it something about her vocals? And the response I got was that I like lyrics that are deep and meaningful and all of her songs are about how much she likes sex and how well
0: she can do it better than anybody else. I'm like, okay. So you've I'm heard like, three songs then?
1: Yeah. I'm like, okay, so you've heard the bare minimum. You're basing it off of that, and then you're also saying that you want songs with deep lyrical meanings. Is that correct?
2: <laughs> and okay. We-
1: so then I proceeded to name like five bands that I know this person's a fan of who do not have any form of deep lyrics at all. He goes, well, there, well, there's a difference. They're supposed to be comedic or blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, if you had just told me that you just didn't like Hailstorm, I can let that go. But you came at it. With the philosophical answer (laughs) to try to make it sound like I was stupid for liking them. And I know that's what you were pulling because you've pulled that card with the grammar correction thing. Because this person's big on correcting grammar, loves doing it, and has pointed out that he does it to eradicate stupidity in the world. Which means every time he does it to you, he's inferring that you're stupid. And I said, all you would have had to do was say, I don't care for Hailstorm, I don't like their music, I don't like their lyrics, and left it at that. But you tried to make it philosophical, and you ended up working against your own your own point of view. So I'll drop it there, but <laughs> anybody listening to this who even has a remote idea of what I'm talking about, I know you're laughing, because <laughs> it just drives me nuts. It's just one of those things where it's like, just shut up up about it I get it it's not news anymore and either you're doing it now to antagonize me which makes you an asshole or you're doing it because you literally can't help yourself which makes you an asshole
0: yeah Oh. and considering this person tends to listen to bands that does a lot of screaming where you can't even say what the lyrics are
1: not saying that he's got bad taste in music because he actually has fantastic taste in music with a lot of stuff but there are exceptions to every single rule and it would be like it would be like the equivalent of somebody saying that they despise the rolling stones because they can't stand classic rock from that era and that's what the rolling stones are but then you find out that they listen to the who and CCR and you're just like well wait 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 a minute what's the exception there
0: you know what I mean? Like, yep. Oh, I agree.
1: So, I just think it's one of those things where give me a simple explanation is fine and then shut up
0: about it. Alright. There you go.
1: My comments bite, and so do I.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we're going to talk about and again, I think we'll agree this is on the lower end of it Rock Show. Yeah. You know, when I first saw a song called "Rock Show," I was curious if it was going to be a Blink One Eighty Two cover. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, your brain <laughs> just bad, think just goes in one direction. Same thing, like with the "Love Bites" comment. Yes, it does add the "So Do I," but I'm just like, wait, what? And yeah, again, "Rock bad. Show" not a bad song, but
1: you bring, you're bringing them to the "Rock Show." It's yep. basically what it's about. Yeah, not a bad song. I like. It. This, this is one where if you were going to have a weak lyrical argument, I would actually put this song out there. Yeah. Because I don't think you need to write a song about taking somebody to go to a rock show. No. I think you've, uh, I, I think you've established enough what you are. Yeah. But good song. De- it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely worth a listen. But being only ninth on the list, you can tell that there's still room for improvement on here.
0: And again, this is going to be towards my controversial picks, because I tend to go towards the softer side of music, so a lot of my picks are on that end. So with that in mind, I miss the Misery.
1: Interesting that you would have that one low. But out of all the singles that came out, uh, the five main singles, I would probably say that I miss the Misery. Yeah if if those five singles are in my top 5 which they pretty much are this would be number 5.
0: Yeah. And this was the second single to be released on July 22nd, 2012.
1: Yeah, yeah. and I will counter argue a point about about bad lyrics because this is actually a very relatable song. Missing that misery of being in that situation because there were positives about it and maybe maybe you are kind of a sadist and you do like that pain. That is a relatable song to a lot of us who have been through stuff, and uh, you and I have both respectively been through our fair share of misery in life, and we've both gone through some pretty rough times, and, and sometimes I do kind of miss that feeling a little bit because I needed that feeling to get me to the space where I am now and enhance the positivity of where I'm sitting at this point. So... Whether or not that's what she was going for with the song, I really appreciate the, the words behind it. And it's a rock song. It's a banger.
0: Yeah. And here's the other thing, and not to get all philosophical and deep so that certain other people won't like what I'm about to say, no matter how shitty relationship is, there are always going to be good aspects of it. Absolutely. No relationship is pure toxic or else you would have walked away on day one. Exactly. So, you can sit there and complain about a you know, ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend and then turn around and still have pictures from a memorable trip you took. Because, while there were shitty times, there were also incredible times that yeah you went with the wrong person but it was still a great time
1: a couple of those pictures and there are there are a couple where like I look at another
2: person and I'm just like uh, kind of regret that you're there Yep. but I give you a perfect example
1: I have a picture where I met a professional wrestler by the name of Edge and I met Edge with two people that I really wish weren't there yep. and they're in my only picture with him so you
0: Take the two of them out of the picture, and it's just me and Edge. Perfect. What a great moment. And like, don't take anything away from it. Yep. I look at like when I met Kofi Kingston. I did it the right way, where I was like, "You take a picture of me with Kofi. I'll take a picture of you with Kofi." And then I accidentally made the picture of them blurry. Oops. Whoopsie. It wasn't on purpose, but now I've think about that and I laugh hysterically. Alright, next up, in your room.
1: I actually ended up really liking this song more than I thought I was gonna like it, because the whole concept is basically
2: like let me into your room and we'll basically go from there. Yeah. Is what she's singing about. But I ended up I ended up
1: really finding um I don't know if I want to say like peace and serenity. Cause I don't think that's the message she was going for but it's the shortest song on the album and it's very it's a very calm sounding song.
0: Yeah. And it was like I said I'd never actually sat down and listened to this album from start to finish. So it was my first time hearing it and I was like no I definitely want to listen to this song again. So I added it to several playlists so that it will play at some It'll point. Play again. Yep. Exactly.
1: Yeah and that's another thing. This is another good example that songs under three minutes should not be underestimated. No. Like I've always said that the perfect length for a song is three to five. Yep. Uh, but anything. Sometimes there are songs under three that you're just like, that was amazing, and it leaves you wanting more, and that's that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. And again, I look at the same way with movies. I'm not a, like I've not watched The Batman because I know a three-hour movie is not in my wheelhouse. I, I My attention span is slowly fading. Yeah, it's a very good movie, but I could probably have easily cut at least 30 to 45 minutes of it. So... so I'm just saying. Yeah. All yeah, right. No, I, I agree.
1: Movies do not need to be three hours long anymore.
0: Similar to In Your Room, let's talk about Beautiful With You.
1: Another good song, um... Sure, I would put it above In Your Room, but I would probably put it
0: next to it. Yeah, these two could have easily been interchangeable.
1: Yeah, this is a tough one. Um, again, this is where the album starts to slow down a bit, and you start getting medleys, you start really... These are these songs are more designed to showcase Lizzie's vocal talents, and this is the first one on the album if you're listening to it in order where you really get to hear that. So I think in that respect, it deserves to be... You know what? Based on that argument, I think I I might actually have to agree with you that it should be above in your room, because you're hearing it first.
0: Yep. And talking about length, it's not that much longer. It's only 316. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up, we've got to the top five, freak like me. This is my entrance theme for wrestling video game characters right now. Oh, I can um, see that. I'm, yeah, because it's got it's got the good
1: soft intro. It's got the build up, and then it's got the hard hitting portion, the instrumental before you get to the lyrics. And to me, that makes good entrance music for for anybody, even a UFC fighter coming out for a fight. Like that's a good yep. way to do it. Uh, the music video is really fun too because it's it's them on a global tour, just messing around. <laughs> it's the whole music video, just all, like all the backstage shenanigans and everything. But I've always really, really liked this song, um, and it's Lizzie's salute to the freaks of the world out there, the underappreciated, the the outcasts. Wave your freak flag and fly high with her, and she'll take she'll lead you on. So.
0: And this is the third single. I seem to be doing the singles... I seem to be doing my ranking in order of the singles, but that will change.
1: You you still haven't mentioned a song that I only thought was just okay. I wonder where it is.
0: Well, maybe it's number four, but I highly doubt it. Miss Hyde.
1: No, Miss Hyde is
0: amazing. Yeah, Yeah, I knew that wouldn't be it.
1: (laughs) Miss Hyde is freaking great. And... I mean, what's the the purpose of the song? Is you're calling her Mrs. Hyde because
0: you're seeing the, that side of her? Yep. It's a Jekyll and Hyde reference. Yep. You know, we all have two faces.
1: Um, between this and Freak Like Me, I would say those are the top metal tracks on the album. As far as they're fast paced, they're heavy hitting she gets a little more guttural with the vocals than just outright singing in these songs here like when she screams welcome to the nightmare like listen to the way she says that you can hear she's more singing from from her diaphragm it's not just the vocal cords anymore that's where all that range comes from yeah no that song's a freaking banger too
0: I have a feeling the, the the next one is the one that you are referring to. You call me a bitch like it's a bad thing.
1: There it is. Made it to number three on your list, but it would probably be number 11 on mine.
0: Because I'm- this is the first song that I knew.
1: There you go. And see, that's what does it for you, right? Yep. That's what ultimately does it.
0: I'm... I I can't one hundred percent say, but this is the first song I truly remember hearing, and it's been stuck. You know, it's been stuck in my head ever since. When I think Hailstorm, is it their best song? Not even close. That's why it's even number three on the album. But for me, because it's what got me into the band, probably more than anything, it is why it's number three for me
1: that's what's fun about doing these rankings is you're always going to have a different list and for the same reason why Love Bites is in my top three it's the same reason why this song's in your top three and I think that's interesting that the songs the the Discovery songs ended up almost placing in the same place on our list
0: yeah because again it's what connects you to the band and you again you realize it's not necessarily their best song or even your favorite song yeah but because you're like, this is the one that, you know, opened that gateway to other music from them, it's always going to rank high.
1: Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why it ranks so low for me is it's a song that I didn't discover until I did give the album the full the full listen. And by this point of the album, I was like, okay, uh, this isn't really working for me anymore at this point. Um it was, it was ultimately between this and American Boys, but I do think American Boys deserves to be on the bottom because American Boys was just didn't have any substance to it, whereas this song gets the edge because it has an actual meaning to it. And again, this is another perfect example of Lizzie
0: singing about what I envision the real Lizzie Hale is like. Yep. Yeah,
1: you call me a bitch like it's a bad thing. Like, like she's owning yeah.
0: what she is. Yeah, if you call her a bitch and she laughs about it. That just, yeah, that seems like something. And again, neither of us actually know Lizzie Hale. But I could see her totally doing that.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: All right, now I went back and forth between the last two songs, What. But ultimately, you know, I talk about familiarity and relatability. So for me, number two is going to be Break In.
1: Breakin was another one that I hadn't really given a lot of listen to some of these middle these middle song ballads, but I think I might agree with you as far as where the middle of the album is concerned. This is the one that you want to listen to to really hear her vocal range,
0: and this is probably the most emotional, uh, probably the the biggest true ballad that I've heard from
1: Hailstorm. Yeah, it's it's an emotional. Emotional song. It's the longest song on the album.
0: And you don't even realize it when you're listening. It kind of just pulls you in. Yeah. And it's... I was I was checking times on some of these songs when I was listening
1: to them. Just to... Because I, I know that some of their, their big hits are not very long. I mean, I Miss the Misery is only three minutes and three seconds.
0: And then you and look I'm at this song, and it's listen. four minutes and 45 seconds. And it's the
1: only song over four minutes. That's the thing. Like... Daughters of Darkness is the next song, and that's under four. It's 355. Yeah. So this was really one of their longer tracks that they've released, at least on this album. Like, yeah, obviously they've done longer songs, but this album, as far as length was concerned, this wasn't one of the the bigger ones. But, but yeah, it really it pulls you in. It, it grabs onto you. It doesn't want you to... It doesn't release you until the song's over.
0: And, right. yeah, it, it's just about, you know struggling, and you want somebody to just break in, grab you, and tell you it's okay. And I think we can all relate to that. I think yep. every
1: single one of us has gone through it. So...
0: You know, both this and my number one song, I think, are both highly relatable. So. Well, yeah, and then the number one song that you picked because is
1: is the number one Hailstorm song, in my opinion. And I don't think they've done any better than what we're going to
0: talk about. Nope. And the number one song is the last song on the album. It's called Here's to Us.
1: This song is... I'm not just going to say it's Hailstorm's best song. It is. But that's not where I'm I'm stopping. This is a top-tier song in my life. Like, if I was going to give you a top 20 of all the songs that I absolutely love, this would make the cut. It's not just the best Hailstorm song. It's one of the best songs I've ever heard.
0: And for those who do not know, you know, when Spotify at the on December 1st always gives you, you know, your, your most played songs of the year, my most played song in 2021... Here's to us.
1: And it's. The whole song is. It's literally a toast to your own life.
0: We could just go home right now, or maybe we could stick around for just one more drink. Oh, yeah. Get another bottle out. Let's shoot the shit. Sit back down for just one more drink. Oh, yeah. Here's to us. Here's to love. All the times that we fucked up. Here's to you. Fill the glass because the last few days have kicked my ass. So let's give them hell. Wish everybody well. Here's to us. I'm
1: toasting with my plastic cup that contains a little sliver of Coca-Cola left over from Moe's Southwest Grill that I had for dinner tonight. (laughs) That's my, my toast to that here. And you know what? The best lyric in this song, honestly, is, if they give you hell, tell them to go fuck themselves. Yep. That is the, This is the most relatable song. It's the best song. It has the best rhythm. It has the best lyrics. It has the best vocal talent. Because she sings softly. She sings loudly. She sings different octaves. And I remember reading an article, again, when I was looking up, like, the best of Hailstorm. Everybody collectively agreed that Here's To Us is the best pure example of what this band was capable of doing.
0: And I'm not even done with the lyrics. We're going to keep going because that's how good this song is. Stuck it out this far together, put our dreams through the shredder. Let's toast because things got better. And everything can change like that. And all these years go by so fast, but nothing lasts forever. If this doesn't make you just want to gather all your closest friends into one room, and like you said, have the greatest toast of your entire lives, through the good and the bad, you're a terrible human being. Yeah. So there was no, like, I say that I could have put break in at number one, but if I really just thought about it, this is Hailstorm. This will always be, for me, the number one hail song, Hailstorm song. Anything
1: that's gonna top here's to us. I mean, it's it really is that good. I, I I feel like okay, like yes, obviously my one of my favorite songs of all time ended up being Disturbed's cover of Sound to Silence because it just blew me away that much. But I think it's gonna take a lot for Hailstorm to release something that's gonna top here's to us.
0: And then it is.
1: Yeah, it's one of those just...
0: And while just we're a, at it, let's talk about the special version of it.
1: The guest version.
0: Yep. Yeah, because the guest version features a who's who of great musicians in this genre. Starting with Slash? Yeah, in fact, the, the actually the
1: Slash version is uh, the one that I keep on my regular playlist. Just because it's got the guitar rift. Because there's like three versions. There's the one we listen to.
0: There's the guest version, and then there's just the the slash version.
1: Just the slash version. And I usually pick the slash one because it's got the guitar solo.
0: And actually there's a fourth version because there's an edited version too. Oh, yes, but. Yep. We don't talk about that. We'll talk about Bruno before we talk about that. I thought we got away from Disney. Why are we still making these references? <laughs> Says the person with an occasional Disney podcast. Very occasional, but that's not the point. Also on this, Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah, Wolfgang Van Halen. Brent that's Smith it. from Shinedown. Yup,
1: you, you hear him almost immediately when he pops up.
0: Miles Kennedy. I'll... I can recognize Miles Kennedy a mile yep. away. He's got a... You know what I really appreciate about Alter Bridge, by the way? The fact that Alter Bridge was Creed without Scott Stapp, yep. but they sound like
1: a completely different band. Yep. Yet when Scott Stapp reformed his own act, it sounded more like Creed than
0: anybody else. Yep.
1: And that's when you kind of realize, alright, well I know who's writing the songs.
0: Yep. Then we've got James Michael of 6 AM.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting choice.
0: They do a lot like cuz he was on a de- on one of the other uh deluxe edition songs. So they've obviously worked together.
1: Yeah, but I don't think I don't think 6 AM is one of those bands that a lot of people are going to recognize unless you really are into this genre of music.
0: True. Tyler Connolly from Theory of a Dead Man.
1: Uh, one of your favorites.
0: And I go back and forth between Shinedown and Theory. I love them both. And like I said, it's because of me listening to those bands that Spotify is like, oh, check out Hailstorm.
1: <laughs> yeah, check out two bands that have a lot, of, a lot of range that you wouldn't expect. Um, these are two really good examples. I, I've often said that Shinedown, every single that Shinedown's ever released, sounds like it could be a completely different band. Yep. They just have that much talent and that much ability to put out unique sounding music. And I wouldn't say Theory of a Deadman's that far behind them as far as where variety is concerned.
0: No, not at all. Because they do, you know, they will add the silly songs that none of the other, like Hailstorm doesn't do silly, Shinedown doesn't do silly. Yeah, but Theory of a Dead Man is just like so sick of the hobos, always begging for change. I don't like that I gotta work and they just sit around and get paid. (laughs) They do a lot of those like hard rock but funny songs.
2: They do.
0: And another band that I know you're big into that adds to this is David Draymond.
1: Yeah, you hear him. As soon as he pops in, you know it's him. Yep. David Draymond has the vocal that I wish
0: I had yeah because I wish I could sing as beautifully as him, but then get that grungy
1: metal sound in there between him and Papa ahead, like James Hetfield for those who don't know who I'm referring to but like I think it's insane how much range some of these metal vocalists have
0: yeah, like I wouldn't if you asked me ten years ago if I would think I would listen to music like this. I would have laughed at you. I was solely a '80s and classic rock guy. That's it. But the more that I listen to Shine Down and Theory, because I'm pretty sure I've heard everything that they've put out, and then you know, discovering other bands like like Hailstorm and a couple other bands like Seether. I'm honestly surprised no one from Seether is on this uh, bonus track.
1: Yeah, that's another, another band another band's got a really good vocalist.
0: And then the last person I'm not familiar with, Maria Brink from In This Moment.
1: Yeah, In This Moment is a pretty good band. If you're if you like the the heavy metal, the, the more the heavier stuff with the female vocalists, I would recommend In This Moment. They're not as good as a Hailstorm or an Evanescence or a Nightwish, or a Lacuna Coil, or Within Temptation. Jesus Christ, I just threw them out of the top five. <laughs> that was good. Um, but if you, they have some really good mo- music. Uh, in this moment, I actually discovered, because they covered
0: Blondie. Heart of Glass? No. Um, One way or another? No. No, 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 no. Call Me. Ah, yep, doll. Sorry, I was, I was blanking
1: on the song. I'm like, what the hell is the actual name of the song? I, I was singing it in my head until I got to the chorus. <laughs> Call me. Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. That's how my brain works, folks. I, it, don't, it don't work so good no more. But
0: So, yeah, uh, if they, you like any of the artists we just named, you, you've you got to look at the guest version of Here's to Us because they're all featured, all great vocals.
1: It's really funny when they actually show up here. It's like, what, the, what happened? But they just got them all in there, so...
0: And then you're just like, who's going to come in next? Yeah, I know.
1: It's like the Royal Rumble of Metal.
0: <laughs> who's the next entry? Three, so like, two, one. And... What's,
1: what's, what's
0: Dravid Dave Damon doing in the Impact Zone? <laughs> are we still on Impact?
1: The, the very small portion of the audience that knows wrestling listening to your show are just laughed hysterically at that. Everybody else thinks I'm insane and both of them are right. Yes. You're all correct. It's okay, folks. It's okay.
0: And I also Uh, looked at, this is now your third appearance on this show. You're the only one to have multiple appearances. Yeah. It helps to be the commissioner. Yeah, it's not even that. It's just
1: that you're reviewing stuff that I actually want to talk about. Like... You're picking these bands and artists that I'm a huge fan of. We did Linkin Park, we did Weird Al, we've covered, and uh, we've done Disturbed.
0: So. Oh, then this is fourth. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess, I guess I just realized that,
0: yeah. Yeah, I forgot that. And we have you penciled in for a fifth one.
1: Oh, uh, yes, because it's that another album where every song's a banger featuring a female artist. I actually mentioned it earlier on the show, people.
0: Imagine, we mentioned it publisher. several times, actually, for those... Paying attention and writing notes.
1: Yeah, if you're taking notes on anything I'm doing, then you're probably wasting your life more than I am.
0: <laughs> but, but good for you. I'm not going to tell you not to take notes on my life. By the way, uh, they do have a new single out called "Back from the Dead." It was actually a 2021 single, but it did hit number one the US Main Rock. Yep. Just, totally that, here. And they have a new out. album uh, coming out later this year.
1: Yep. Back from the dead. Comes. so you want to check that out here uh they have a couple of really good music videos that i would recommend watching um do watch the music video on here's to us because they it takes place in three three different genres of music they parody and again really fun video that just goes along with a really good song but they have several videos to a lot of their their bigger vocals and some not even But they do really good work with that, too. And like I said, a lot of credit to Lizzie Hale because she is very much a, uh, she really is a very charitable person. She's a very giving person. She's a good human being. And I like that we're in this era now of of rock and roll and even metal where you're not getting that because you and I like our 70s and 80s music. Yep. And we like our 90s but yep. let's be honest. How many role models came out of that time period?
0: Ozzy Oz- Wait, wait, never mind. <laughs> no, I, I, didn't, I didn't say immortal people who should have arguably died. Keith Richards? No. Yeah. Grim Reaper's been looking for
1: him for a long time. He's just maybe he is the Grim Reaper. I'm not even sure anymore.
0: At this point, he has more alcohol in his system than he has blood.
1: And I don't just mean, like, these artists who show up and try to act straight-edge and personable, and then you find out that they're assholes. Like, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about people, who when you hear about them behind the scenes, you find out that they're just really good, personable people. And there's a lot of that happening now in in this genre of music. And I think that's really good. I think it's great that we will... uh We're gonna keep seeing more of this as time goes on and yeah you know a a wonderful pennsylvania girl um only a year older than i am she she sings phenomenally like i can't say enough good things about the person lizzie hell is but she's also a fantastic performer and i think that that's a there's a lot to be said about the the positivity there with her
0: yeah, I agree. And, you know, she's heavy into... She does a lot of Twitter, you know, Ask Lizzie. She does a lot of, you know, talking about mental health, which, into, you know, with everything going on in the world, I mental health needs to be discussed more. And she's more open about it than I've seen anyone else.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really think that a
0: lot needs to be said about how cool she is for just being so personable and open. with her
1: fans and 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 giving to her fans. She's a very accessible person in the public eye and and the other cool thing is she has a good fan base cuz nobody's taking advantage of that either. Like not not to not to beat a dead horse when it comes to my distaste for how some of fans of professional wrestling act but she doesn't have any stalkers that are harassing her so much on Twitter that you're actually wondering why the police aren't getting involved. And you being a wrestling fan, you know that that's happened three times in the past couple of years. Yep. Mandy Rose, Liv Morgan, and Alexa Bliss all very yep. famously had really bad stalkers who all thankfully got caught and or stopped. But it made me wonder why people were getting away with that so much. So... You know, I mean, she's not she's not on the Sasha Banks, Anna Kendrick level on the celebrity crush list.
0: But I'm I'm gonna say something because it, it it was brought up on the nerd table, and I'm gonna say again, it's controversial. I've never found Anna Kendrick attractive. Okay. I don't. I, I I'm not saying she's you know unattractive, but if I'm gonna okay. talk crushes, not even in the top one hundred. Oh, no, that's fine. It's fine. It's okay to be wrong sometimes, Jeff. And nothing nothing wrong with that. It's just you you just keep being wrong and and like I know I'm in the minority, so I know I'm wrong. It's fine. (laughs) It's not
1: everybody's taste, and you know there's plenty of people who don't think Sasha Banks is attractive. It is what it is. But we're not. It's just one of those things. It's to me that's actually the bonus about Lizzie Hale.
0: Yeah. Uh, Of all the other things that you know is great about her, is she attractive? Oh hell yeah. Yeah, that's that's the bonus
1: feature. And yeah, like but yeah, give them um, if you've never heard Hailstorm before, what I would actually do is I would recommend this album that we just reviewed, The Strange Case of. I think you're going to get one of your best introductions to them. I'm not saying anything negative about their their debut album, but it I think even they would probably tell you it wasn't their their strongest one. You want to you wanna check this one out. First four songs on it, Love Bites, Miss Hyde, I Miss the Misery, Freak Like Me. These are their big singles that came off of this album. They're going to set that tone for you. Then you're going to listen to Beautiful With You In Your Room, Break In, Rock Show. You're going to get more medleys out of it, Daughters of Darkness. You're going to get medleys. You're going to hear the vocal chords. You're going to ramp it up again. You Call Me a Bitch Like It's a Bad Thing, American Boys, they ramp it up a little bit. And then... I'm big on albums having strong closers. And Here's to Us is a wonderful example of that. What a great way to end your album. Like Numb on Meteora from yep. Linkin Park. Like, what a, what a awesome way to end the album. Or the first time we heard David Draymond sing on the, I believe it was the Believe album. Darkness. All of a sudden, after all this heavy
2: music, you end with this beautiful medley song where he just sings. Yep. Like that, what a way to end the album. Here's To Us is the perfect way to end the album. Yeah. Perfect ending song.
0: And it ends up being the best songs. They,
1: they literally save the best for last.
0: Yep. All a right. Of,
1: yeah, a couple of quick tidbits about the album from moi, because I like, I like my little stats and everything, too. It's a 40-minute, 56-second album. So it's going to take you less than an hour to get through it, so just sit back, relax, uh, find yourself a nice hour to just jam, because you're going to want some reflection time in there, too.
0: And you may even want to replay a song or two, or three, exactly, or ten.
1: Exactly. A couple of rankings from various metal sites. Uh, Loudwire actually gave it four and a half stars out of five. 411 Mania actually gave it 8 out of 10. Uh, Kerrang! I like that. you got to say it with the exclamation point. Gave it 4 out of 5. Live Metal actually gave it 10 out of 10. So Live Metal is going to tell you it's a perfect album. And then, uh, I'm not that familiar with all music. They gave it 3 out of 5. But, you know, like I said, everybody's entitled to be wrong at some point, And they would be one of them.
0: You know, it, it hit number one on the U.S. hard hard rock album, number six in the U.S. alternative album, fifteen on the top digital album. It went gold here in the U.S. went silver in the U.K. You know, was in the was even charted not really high in Japan. Well, Japan actually knows metal, so
1: I'll give them credit. Give them credit where credits due. Yeah, it's um. Um, as far as like the, the awards and stuff go, our the RIAA gold went to Here's to Us. RIAA platinum to I Miss the Misery. Uh, I W or I uh, sorry SWE went gold for I Miss the Misery. So the the two big ones that came off of there were, well, two of the best songs. So I mean, not really much you can say there. But as far as like where where some of the number one hits came in, Freak Like Me actually did go number one on the U.S. main rock chart. Where I Missed the Misery and Love Bites, so do I, made it all the way to number two.
0: And, and Love Bites actually that. won the Grammy for Best Hard Rock Metal.
1: Yeah. So yeah, this this album was their this was their true breakout album. Was Strange Case of Start with this one. Then I would say go back and give the the debut album a try because the, their debut self-titled album does have some good stuff on there. I get off and it's not you, were the big singles that came off of that, they're really good. Familiar Taste of Poison is amazing. It's another medley, very similar to I would say. Um, I guess I would kind of put it with the uh, with Break In a little bit. That that medley, yeah. that
0: kind of uh, you know, the lighter sound. Yeah, and then. Check out Into the Wildlife, listen to Apocalyptic, Amen,
1: I Am the Fire, Mayhem. Mayhem if you just want straight-up metal. Like, Mayhem is just rockin' metal. That that one's a good example of, of where they can go really heavy. So, and then start listening to some of their newer stuff. I don't think their newest stuff is as strong as what they've got, but if you really want to hear something good, listen to... Lizzie's version of Break In with Amy Lee on it that they released back in 2020 off of Reimagined. Give that a listen after you hear the original. Don't spoil it by throwing Amy Lee out there just yet. Yeah. You don't want to do that because that's like having your dessert before you have your dinner. But you want to hear an already good song get improved upon?
0: Somehow getting the- better? Yeah. Yeah. And I-
1: I've in a long time but the last time i did it they were number three hailstorm was my number three band the only bands above it are disturbed in lincoln park I'm talking pure bands here so you're not going to hear me talk about weird al or eminem or any of those people yeah those are artists i consider them individuals but like as far as bands and musical acts go like this has got to be some of the best definitely number three so give yourself do yourselves a favor out there, guys. If if we didn't convince you now to listen to Hailstorm, I don't think I'm gonna be able to to convince you otherwise. But for those of you who do have an open mind, and I'm sure I I doubt a lot of you listening to this aren't already familiar with Hailstorm because you probably wouldn't have tuned in otherwise. But but yeah, give this a, give this a try. Give him give him a good listen, and I think you're gonna be very surprised at what you come up with.
0: And like we said, get ready, because new music is coming out this year. There's already been two singles off of it, with Steeple being the other single, so we've got more Hailstorm to look forward to.
1: Exactly. Well, as always, it was a pleasure to join you, Jeff.
0: And it was a pleasure to have you. Like I said, you will definitely be back on this podcast in the near future. You are definitely coming back to Real Paranormal Talk as well. And I want to get you to be on Reviews by Jeff as well. And I shall be making appearances on yours coming up shortly as well. Of course.
1: You guys know where to find me on CKCC Radio. You guys know the drill. I'm on the nerd table every single weekend with Dan and Eric talking about nerd shit. Because why else? What else would we talk about?
0: I've had Dan on the show. I definitely got to get Eric on the show, too. I'm sure we would have an interesting conversation about music Talk about as well. Michael Jackson. That's Eric's boy. Yep. And. Some Michael Jackson. You'll... Yeah, uh, it's always a, f- always a pleasure to be
1: here, guys. Uh, thank you. And thank you to everybody. I say this every time I appear on anybody else's show. But thank you guys for all your continued support of CKCC Radio. We couldn't do it without you. And I. I don't know how to properly express my true gratitude to how wonderful everybody's been. So I'll just continue to say thank you until the day that I can't speak anymore.
0: Until CKCC is no more, and I will thank everyone as well. You know, as I like to say on uh, Real Paranormal Talk, it is the longest-running show on the network. I love being part of the family, helping build the the franchise helping build the foundation of CKCC. Yes, you are the, you know, the commissioner. But I like to think, you know, I having contributed now three shows to it, I like to think I helped. so. You've definitely helped.
1: You, uh, you've you definitely bolstered some numbers on the channel, and I do appreciate that. It's... There's a lot of... Uh, there's, a, there's a big team effort that goes into keeping this thing afloat, and And uh, a person who doesn't get enough credit and who really does is my business partner, Dan Peck, one of the co-hosts on the Nerd Table. He does a lot of stuff behind the scenes and
0: really does help us out. So I always try to show him as much love as I can, too. Yeah, because uh, he was, you know, you were the commissioner. But, again, without, you know, the wrestling podcast and the other shows that you've done with him, He's as much of the commissioner as you are in, because uh, he does a lot of like the website and stuff like that. Yeah, he's doing. He's he's taking on a lot more too. He's
1: helped me lot out a lot with the uh, behind the scenes work because where I can't handle everything on my own, he'll always step up and take some stuff off my plate. So very appreciative of Mr. Dan. Yes. But very appreciative of you and everybody else who has been amazing to, uh, to keep this channel afloat. And we honestly couldn't do it without all of you listeners. So thank you guys so much. And if there's ever anything I can do to improve the network, I'm always up for feedback. And I, I need to make that like really clear with a lot of people, too. I welcome feedback. I welcome constructive criticism. If you think there's something I can improve upon, I want to hear it because I can't
0: make anything better if I don't know what's not going right. And I feel the same way about my shows as well. If there's something that you want me to improve on, let me know because I want to make my contributions to the network as great as possible. And I'm open to those same suggestions. As always, it has been fun. I look forward
1: to my next appearance. And I say goodnight to all of the wonderful listeners as Jeff takes us home.
0: All right. Thank you for listening to this episode, this extended episode, because we're normally in the 20-minute range. We just hit a minute seven because that's what happens when two passionate music lovers get together to talk about a great artist. (laughs) Hey, Jeff, here's to you. Here's to us. Have a good one, everybody.